Hello world, welcome back to Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. The regular season for the PGA Tour is in the books. Tom Kim, little known Tom Kim, a non-member, just put on an incredible performance after opening with a quadruple bogey eight. I know you and I have both been there. We definitely didn't come back to win a PGA Tour event, but the man put on quite a clinic the last 71 holes. That's a quad on the first, pack it up, book the flight, first thing out on Friday. Done uh, it. Don't know, yeah, 100% done it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know a lot of guys that come back from that win the tournament by as, as much as he did, too. That final round was a joke. A little 27 uh, on the front on a Sunday. Not a terrible uh, thing to do when you're trying to lock up that first win. Get a spot in the FedEx Cup playoffs, by the way. He messed up, like, all the projections on the TV because they were like, all right, with this putt, this guy moves to this. I know this is the 125 guy. Now this guy's 126. They for were forgetting the whole time that here's the guy that's not included in the FedEx Cup standings. You have to win a special to be a member. temporary member. So he's not even on the sheet yet. So him winning... Messed up a lot of guys. I mean, they had that uh, interview with, with uh, Justin Lauer afterwards. It was just so emotional. Like, he was crying. I couldn't help but feeling it. I was, but now looking back on it, it's like, all right, even if he pars 18, he made bogey to fall out. He would have then gotten bumped out to 126 because of Tom Kim winning, which might have been even more heartbreaking for him, thinking that I just parted, I did it. And then, oh, by the way, this guy just won. He yep. was the one thing people weren't factoring into all the standings. Also knocked Matt Wallace out. Ricky Fowler ended up getting the actual last spot after missing two cuts in a row. I thought he was out for sure, but ends up sneaking in there. There were some great stories. Max McGreevy, who was 126 going in to the Wyndham Championship, shoots a final round 65 to finish tied for fifth. I mean, that's, is clutch. that's so week. clutch. You got That's got to give him so much confidence going forward. But then there's got Chris Nagel, who had been Monday qualifying all year. He ends up getting knocked out of the top 200, which would have got him in the Corn Ferry Tour finals with a chance to get on the PGA Tour. With Tom Kim's win, knocked him to 201. Just absolutely hard. What also gave hit, him status the on the Corn Ferry Huge tour. hit, by the way. And if like they've taken the 11 guys out that were at the, they've gone to live, well, Bubba Watson's already declared. Problem. He's going there next year. He has yet to hit a shot on that tour, obviously. He's, he's out there as like a non-playing captain right now. But he's leaving, but he's still on the standings, and that bumps out Nagel, which is huge. I mean, you get in the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs, not only do you got a chance to get your card, you automatically have your Corn Ferry card next year. I think you get the first two reshuffles. Out of that, I mean, that's like career-changing stuff. And you got one guy in there, Bubba, who's not going to be playing next year. I feel like, you know, it would be nice if they somehow found a way to say, like, okay, Bubba's not playing next year. You're you're the 200 spot. And he's been mundane his ass off. Yeah, I think they should fix that. I mean, we know he's going. He's already signed. He's he's a non-playing captain. Get him off the list. Get Patrick Nagel in those Corn Ferry Tour finals. Um, I, I hate that that's happened. I, just, I, don't, I don't think that's right. But listen, the regular season's over. Scotty Scheffler is your points leader heading into the playoffs by 1,200 points, which is just under two and a half wins. He also, I don't know if you saw this, please, well, won the Comcast regular season title, and he also wins the Aon. Uh, just pockets a cool little $5 million on another the Another five. There's just all these little side things that you don't even know. Like, you win it, you are you just get extra money thrown in there, and then, by the way, you're obviously going to be at East Lake all the way through one of the guys to beat. They're just, I mean, there's more and more stuff where they're just finding ways to the PIP. I mean, they're just throwing money at, money at these top guys right now to um, – I like you the know, word monies. Juice, monies. Yeah, monies. monies. I think that's the technical term, the legal yeah. term. But they're doing it. There's an extra five piece for Scotty. Sung JM, top 10, got, or he finished second, got him into the top 10 on the Comcast, made him a million bucks. Good for That was a nice little clutch performance. Mm -hmm. There was some no other news coming out of the Wyndham Championship where Will Zalatoris split with his caddy Ryan Goble after Friday's round. Things just weren't going the way they wanted to. And they made over $6.6 .6 million on the PGA Tour since working together, I believe. But things just weren't going the way they wanted to. Decided to split before the weekend. Josh Gregory comes in, past subpar guest. Mm -hmm. But I'm a little surprised with your history with Wyndham Clark. 
and how what you've done with him and how well you've caddied and your reputation that you didn't get a phone call. Think of what I've done with the little talent that Wyndham has and my caddying expertise. I've been able to coach him around pretty damn. You give me a talent like Will. <laughs> my God, this guy's <laughs> the limit with a guy like that. I can actually strike the ball. But uh, yeah, um, I'm, I've signed a strict NDA. Can't talk about conversations that Will and I may or may not have had. But um, let's just say I'm open for services for the right player. I'm a lot like Bones, dude. It's gonna take. It's gonna take the right bag. You know what I mean? And Will would have been one of the right bag. bags. Will would have been possibly one of the right bags. But um, Wyndham's not the right bag for me, by the way. Um, so we will continue on a one one off basis, one one term a year, and I'll try to steer him around. You know, help us as he is, and get him to the finish line, like I do. But uh, nice, also very strange in that regard. Like in the middle of the week, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like even if the thing's coming to an end, I feel like typically I, I can't remember one where a guy started with a caddy. Uh, like like a full-time caddy and then switched on the weekend well bryson dechambeau did it last year with tim tucker i believe on wednesday night yeah that was right before yeah immediate Something's uh, happened. emergency listen, caddy situation as will said listen he, he's like a brother to him they're best of friends things just weren't going well it was affecting their off the course life which is their friendship and it was time to make a change and listen i i, I i've seen it happen i've been there you know it's tough when you got a friend out there caddying for you, you start bickering at each other it was it was time for a change. It's a it's a intimate relationship that player caddy not only on the golf course but off the golf. You spend so much time. I mean, it's like a marriage, and it can go it can go quick. But I mean, I have a feeling. What a pick up for Joel. Joel Stock, Oof. longtime caddy on the PJ Tour, is going to caddy for him in the playoffs. Not sure if that's going to be a full time thing now or just the playoffs. But I can t I can promise you one thing. Will's phone was receiving a lot of texts from caddies. As was Will's representation. They hey, were bud. like, hey, I'm available. I'll quit my guy right now. Please give me a chance. That's about as easy of a bag as it gets. It goes down the fairway. It goes on the green. You're not raking a lot of bunkers. Read some putts. Get out of there. Play every weekend. Play all the biggest money events. Probably play in the final groups of some majors along the way. A lot like our guest this week, which I think you would probably lend your caddy service to him. Harris English, Ryder Cupper, multiple PGA Tour winner. One of the best golf swings in the game. Sits down with us. He's much better at golf than he is at magic. Oh, we could get into the details. This little <laughs> quote unquote trick that he was coming up with that we'd heard all about. Um, it left some to be desired, but the man's busy. You know, he's out there. His golf swing, dude. One of my favorites in the world. I remember watching him college coming out of college. Like this thing is, I mean, I feel like it's just built. It's the, it's the modern day golf swing, but it's got that tempo. That's like a, like in the Ernie category or something like that. It just looks natural. It doesn't look like there's a ton of mechanics going on in that golf swing, but it's, it's perfect. And he's also not scared to get amongst it, which we really enjoy. And before we get to Harris English, I want to tell you about Doers and their 19-year-old Champions Edition. Thank you, Scotland, for the great game of golf. You really did us all a solid there. And thank you, Scotland, for the great gift of Scotch whiskey, especially the Doers 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition. Crafted in partnership with the USGA, the 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition is double-aged and then finished in new American oak and first-feel rye cast to be as complex and rewarding as the game of golf itself. The flavor profile is rich with notes of butterscotch, heather honey, and cinnamon. You've got to try it to believe it. The 2022 19-year-old Champions Edition is a limited edition and going fast. So if you see a bottle on the shelf, grab it. Then enjoy it as you raise a glass to the sport we love so much. From Doers, the most awarded blended Scotch whiskey in history. Enjoy responsibly. And it is now time for the Doers Cheers moment of the week. And Sleaze, I got to give a huge shout out to Gazer Ranch, Discovery Property up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Just got back from playing the member guest, my buddy Brendan Morrow. We did not win, but we had the most fun. Absolutely That's incredible what it's all about. place. 
it, we were getting amongst it, as we like to say here. But the stars were out up at Gaza Ranch. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, was in the building. Our friend Ray Whitney, Brendan Morrow, my partner. The ungreat one. The Co- not great one, yes. Ray Whitney. Coach Sean Payton was in the house. There was even mm-hmm. a little uh, appearance by Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Those no are big stars. Deal. Ryan Shex was in the house. Ryan Sheckler was up there. Yeah. Um, what's the one dude from Twilight? Can't remember his oh, name. Oh, yeah. Name. T- uh, the Vampire Taylor. Show. Taylor Lautner. Lautner was, in, was the house. in the house. Ooh, tough look to try to be the best looking dude on property this week. I did okay. For those guys, I mean. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Tough look for them. But the golf was incredible. Ours wasn't the best, but like I said, we had the most fun. And I also got introduced to a new game because this is what we need in our life is more shit to gamble on. This is an this And this is, is literal all-timer. shit. This is where this game was designed with just complete idiots in mind. I love this. Tell them about it. At the, I can't wait to see if uh, we can get our, our friends over at FanDuel to somehow get this <laughs> as an actual betting thing on, on the app. But we were at the welcome party, and I got introduced to a new little game called Chicken Shit Bingo. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got a we got a big crate, right? Chicken crate where, they, where these things can't get Chicken out. Chicken coop. Okay, on the ground, piece of plywood with numbers, kind of sprinkled all over, kind of like say in NFL, um, you know, you got the the board with the scores, the score, yeah, the squares. You, the, you got the, an the NFL squares, squares yeah. game, so you just draw numbers and the squares go here. Well, so they just randomly place the numbers all over the ground, and then you can place a bet and you draw a number out of that out of <laughs> the hat. So, so like for example, I drew number four. I so never heard is, of this game, by the way. I haven't either. Okay. So I, I had number four. Perfect. We've got a nice pot going. So the deal is, if the chicken shits on your number. They let the chicken into the coop. Coop, yeah. And he just walks around. Yes, and he had a little X-Lax or a little yeah, coffee before Yeah, they gave him a little Indian out. food before. Say, you're up, you're up, Scooter. Well, it's very simple. If the chicken, if most of the shit lands on your number, you're the winner. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of skill involved. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of studying, a lot of skill involved to see if you can win. And uh, needless to say, I did not. The but the game is incredible. You could use this with any animal. Like, you could replicate this at your member guest where you just need any animal. You got to make sure he's got to take a shit fairly soon. You don't want him wandering around for 25 minutes. I feel like it would die down a little bit. But always got to, you just buy numbers, right? Everyone buys a number for mm-hmm. X amount, whatever it is. You put it in, that's the pot. And wherever he poops, you win. But watching grown men yell at a chicken to shit on their number, that poor it's chicken, just dude. They wonderful. probably got the shit scared out of them with all these idiots <laughs> screaming at him. By the way, I think we have a huge business opportunity here. We go out there and we do a traveling chicken shit bingo, but we get like a street chicken off the street and we train him. To a street only, chicken a off street. the street. We need a chicken with nothing to lose who's a little bit down on his luck. There's all of them running around. We go to Hawaii. They're just running around everywhere. You get this street chicken. We train him up. Always shit on this square. Like we train him to do that. And then we just travel you don't around. Think people Always would, get that number. You don't think people would figure us out at no, some point? No, dude. No. Nah. Right, Not with well, the right chicken that can sell it. Shout out Gaza Ranch. Incredible time as always. The best member guest I've ever played in. So much fun. It's now time to get to Harris English on Golf Subpar. All right. What a treat we have in store today. Four-time tour winner, member of the U.S. Ryder Cup team, and the ass-whooping up at Whistling Straits, and one of the silkiest actions on the PJ Tour. Harris English, good to have you, bud. Appreciate it, Drew. Thanks Long for overdue. The whipping yeah. at Whistling. The whipping at Whistling, man. That was, that was awesome. Um, incredible journey. Um, getting up there, that was that was one of my goals um, for my career, and, and had a great year last year. I was lucky to be a captain's pick by by Strick, and man, it was an incredible experience. And had always had these expectations of what the Ryder Cup would look like as a player, and it exceeded it. I mean, it, it was incredible, and I, I can't wait to hopefully try to get on some more of those teams. Well, do we want to do know, that now, or do we want to we go Ryder Cup now? Or we I think save we should Ryder save it, Cup? but just just yeah. know that now that I am an assistant captain, you know. 
I do yeah, have some you, say in this thing. I'm going to have to keep buttering you up. <laughs> yeah, have we'll, to... we'll get to that. Congratulate my guy on the huge announcement. Yeah, huge. Yeah, that Big. Was, that was incredible. On Anything Instagram. on social media is 100% true, guys. Yeah. It's, you're not allowed to lie on there. <laughs> but I want to talk a little bit about your, your college days because you played on one of the great teams of all time, arguably, down there in, in Georgia. First off, what what is it about Athens, Kochak, and the University of Georgia? I mean, y'all just produce nonstop tour players. Man, it, it was an easy decision for me coming out of – coming out of high school um, with the guys that played before me, I, like the Chris Kirk, the Brendan Todd, the Kevin Kisner. Um, even before that, you had Ruji Amata, Bubba, Eric Compton. Um, I don't know. What, it, Hacker is just such a likable guy and such a player's coach that he was an unbelievable recruiter. And then once he got a couple good teams in there, Georgia just recruited itself. I mean, once you go up to Athens, experience the school, experience the nightlife, I mean – it was one of the the best college towns I've ever been to, and I'm not just saying that because I went there, but I haven't found a place like it. And um, I wanted to go there because they had the best team, and they were they had just won the national championship in 2005. That was my I think sophomore junior year of high school, and it was an easy decision for me. What do you I, think the conversion rate is of kids that get on campus for a recruiting trip to signees? Is there? It's got to be one of the highest. Uh, go to Athens, see the golf course, do all the stuff. If someone's like, nah, I'm good. That, that's few and far between. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's not for some guys. I mean, some golf nerds or, or guys that don't like to go <laughs> Where do out. they go? Where, where they're they're probably the going to Georgia nerds. Tech. Or, uh, there it is. Bury them. Um, Just right down the road. But but on some of my recruiting trips, I mean, going out with uh, Kiz and Kirk and B. Todd, um, that was fun. And it was like, these guys are really successful. They have a good time. Um, why shouldn't I come here? And I've been to Athens once to play the Corn Ferry event they had there. Went out one night on a Tuesday, a place called Bourbon Street. I think you might I've know about it a little times. bit. We got a we got five five beers and ten shots, and they said twenty eight dollars. And I said I'm moving here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> this is the greatest place ever. Coming from Dallas, I was like I thought it was gonna be like one hundred and twenty bucks. Nope, twenty eight dollars. I used to take my ID and a a twenty dollar bill, and I had the best oh, best nights God, ever. That's the best. Can't do that in Dallas. These NIL kids are gonna have more money than they know what to do with them. They got dime beers. They're, they're going to have to start buying tables. They're, they're going to own bars in, in Athens. God, I love it. Talk about some of the guys you played with, though. Who, who was on your squad? Yeah, so my, my freshman year, I think we only had eight guys my freshman year, which is a very small team by, by college golf team standards. But um, so my freshman year, I came on with Russell Henley. Um, we had another guy on the team, Lowry Thomas. And then uh, Hudson Swafford was a sophomore. Rob Bennett was a sophomore. Brian Harmon was a junior. Adam Mitchell was a junior. And Michael Green was a junior. So that was our team. Eight guys. The oldest guy was a junior, and Russell and I had great freshman freshman years. We made it into the lineup, so it was pretty much the whole year. It was uh, Russell Henley, myself, Harmon, Hudson, and Adam Mitchell. And on that uh, team, would you? Who, how many would you say had a crush on Michael Green's mom? Everybody. God, I'm <laughs> everybody. I she is. <laughs> All right, that poor guy, dude. Like, that poor guy. <laughs> Doc Green's a lucky man. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Poor dude can't go anywhere without but, being brought up. Oh, it's so good. But you mentioned uh, 2011. Y'all make it to the finals of the match play in the NCAAs. All came down to you, correct? It did. Against one Patrick Reed. It did. Um, yeah, I mean, being there four years and, and not winning a national championship is, is pretty tough with, with the teams we had. But <clears throat> it shows how hard it is to win. I mean, us and Oklahoma State were basically the best two teams out of four years. And – uh, none of us won the NAS championship, but um, it was it was awesome. I mean, even though I lost, um, we had a great match. It was a good fight, and 
it's something that I, I wish I could take back, wish I could have that round over again, but it is what it is. And it, it fueled me for the rest of that summer and, and kind of sparked my good play um, the rest of that summer. So it, it is what it is. I mean, you're going to have a lot of heartbreaks and, and a lot of victories in this game, and you just got to take the punches. Did, did you win on the Corn Ferry as an amateur after that or before that? That was, uh, I believe, after that. That was in July, so a couple months after that. That, that was incredible. I remember when you won as an, as an AM. How much confidence does that give you going into, like, being a professional now? You're like, I just played on the third best tour in the world and won as a college kid. It was it was huge. Um, the the lucky thing that we had at George is we had that Corn Ferry event mm -hmm. in Athens, and the deal we had were the, the two best guys on the team that had the lowest stroke average would get an exemption into that Corn Ferry event. So Russell Henley and I both played, I think, two years in a row, and he ended up winning – as well, when yeah. we were still in mm -hmm. school. So, you I him think and Daniel Summerhead. Not bad. Yeah. So, I, I think the first year I finished 27th or something. The second year, I think I finished 15th or something. It was a little better. So, getting in the mix like that and, and playing on your home course in a corn fairy event, it's like, well, I feel like I can play with these guys and seeing Russell do it. I mean, mm -hmm. I've played with him for four years. And it's like, well, it's kind of like playing college golf. It's just the guys are a little bit better. Yeah. You won that event, then you go play the Walker Cup, then you come back, almost <laughs> win on the Nationwide again at the time, and then go to Q School and got right through. I mean, you went from college golf to straight to the show, like, quick. Yeah, I was, I was riding a high for sure, a lot of confidence, and um, it, it was a fun, a fun summer. I mean, playing the Walker Cup, I know Colt did it, it was kind of like the Ryder Cup. I mean, you, you always want to play in it. I remember going to the Walker Cup when I was 12 years old when they had it at Sea Island at Ocean Forest and seeing all these guys. I'm like, I, I really want to do it. And um, that's why I stayed amateur that summer, and it, it worked out for the best. Um, I, I took advantage of it. But um, you, you just get hot. You get hot in this game, and um, I was hot that summer, and, and you got to take advantage of, of when you're playing well, and I, I certainly did. Did you have any stress final round at Q School trying oh to close God. the card out? Do you remember it? I think I was in third place. I was playing in the last group with uh, Marco Dawson, Stone Cold Steve oh. Austin. Wow. I, was, I was so intimidated by that guy. <laughs> and, he was uh, real friendly to play with. I can't – Steven – I can't remember the other guy's last name, but I was in third place. I was – you don't want to look at, like, how many clear – That's clear a good cush if you're in it's third. A good, if you're in the final group. Pretty it was much. a good kush, but I couldn't even swallow my breakfast that morning. Like mm. eggs, bacon, whatever. I couldn't swallow it. I've, I've never been that nervous before around because it's it's basically like don't don't shoot eighty. Don't make a ten. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. where was where was your final? It was in Palm Springs. Oh okay. So um, yeah, was it? I think I played. It was weird. The stadium course wasn't the main course. It was uh, the Nick Nick, the Nick. The tournament. Yeah. And I yeah. remember that week it was kind of cold and windy and playing pretty tough. And it was basically that final round, like, just don't shoot 80. And that's kind of a weird – instead of, like, mm -hmm. hey, I got to go shoot 70, it's like, just don't mess up. And What'd you I, shoot? I, I can't – I think I doubled the last hole. Solid. But I, but I was that. still – I think yeah. I finished 13th or something and, that's and a got nice. through. But so you didn't even know how big your cushion – you <clears> said I, I'm not going to look at it? Because that's probably like eight, nine, Yeah, I didn't want to look like at it. I didn't want to look at it. I kind of want to focus on, like – you know what, if you win Q School, that's going to set you up for the rest of the year and get in a bunch more tournaments. So, um, I, I wish they still did it. I mean, it, it's such, I wish they could bring back Q School somehow with five guys getting in. I mean, it was, it was so fun to have that opportunity to go straight from college to the tour. It's like, arguably one of the most exciting final rounds to watch in golf. It is. I mean, because you see guys change their life and guys that just suffer the biggest heartbreak <coughs> possible. I mean, I was one of those guys. I doubled the last to think I missed it, and I ended up getting in on the number. But it is – I mean, I, I'm with you. I wish they'd bring it back. The, the fact you can go straight to the PGA Tour is so great, and it's just 
it's great drama. It is. I mean, it's, it, is. it sucks. You never because there's always going to be that guy every year that makes a mess of it and ends up losing it, and you just don't want to be that guy. But you know, you come out and your your career is going at an incredible pace, playing great golf, winning, and then you went through a rather big slump. What was what was that like for you? Because obviously, I mean, you, as you said, coming out of college, you had so much confidence. Things are going so well, and then you hit that slump. Do you do you remember a moment that like kind of triggered that going downhill? Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been a, a big tinkerer in the game, mm-hmm. and in college, like I didn't really know how I did it. I just did it. I mean, I I didn't really think about my swing a whole lot. Think about mechanics. Think about my clubs of like why I play two degrees upright, why I play the certain shaft. I just did it, and then. The biggest transition for me was switching club companies. I mean, I, I love I love Callaway. I, I love the guys that worked on their team. Um, but that was I, I'd played ping clubs since I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and I won twice in 2013. And then that next year, I, I switched to Callaway. And people can say it's it's just a club or it, it shouldn't affect you, but it, it does. And once you start losing a little confidence in, in one club, then it kind of bleeds through your bag. And I started working a lot more on mechanics and, and trying to swing like this guy, trying to swing like that guy. And it, it you can go down a path of spiraling kind of down. And you don't really know which side is up. And that's kind of what I was doing. I mean, I was, I was playing golf swing for a number of years. I mean, I, I know during a golf tournament, I'd, I'd have a new swing thought for every day. And yeah. that can work for six holes. That can work for nine holes, but it's never going to last. And, and that's kind of what I was going through. And, um, went through a, uh, a lot of different coaches and, and nothing seemed to stick and uh, met Justin Parsons who had moved to Sea Island um, a few years ago and, and we had a couple lessons together and, and it started resonating with me getting back to fundamentals getting back to stuff that I'd kind of not worked on as grip alignment all the boring stuff that we work on that had gotten off and once some of those stu- things get off then it, it messes up your whole game was it harder to go through that stretch where you weren't winning being that you'd won two times your second year out of having bang bang i mean at that point you got to think i just got out of college got my card got up through now i got two wins already under the age of 25 you joined like pretty elite company at the time you had to think at that point like i'm just gonna do this every year going forward yeah I mean, there's I mean, no way the other thing you've done nothing but win the whole you know your entire career yeah i mean when you when you're playing well it's always easy um so when you have some adversity I think it was for the best. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you have these expectations, other expectations people put on you. I mean, I always have expect expectations for myself of playing good golf and, and playing against some of the best in the world and playing in some of the biggest tournaments in the world. And, and once you're not in there, it, it definitely hurts because you, you feel like you can do so much more. And, I mean, everybody deals with adversity. That, that was kind of my adversity. But you learn about yourself and you kind of learn how to get through it and, and you learn to love some of the lows and, and love the highs and, and that's what this game brings and um, it definitely puts a different perspective of uh, playing on the PGA Tour and, and not getting into some events and then here I am playing on the Ryder Cup team last year and, and getting in all the majors. I mean, it, it definitely puts it in perspective. Because of those struggles, do you do you appreciate the good golf you're playing now much more? Yeah, you do. You do because you know it. It's not there all the time, and um, that's what some guys are really good at, of being consistent. But um, it definitely makes you appreciate. I mean, winning two times last year, that playoff last year at the Travelers was amazing. And I need you to end those quicker now that I'm in this TV world. I don't oh like being out there for an extra two hours. Um, I don't get paid overtime. Drag that thing, yeah. Harry. God. Drag uh, that. The, the, the Travelers folks definitely like that, being on TV that long. But uh, it, it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun. I, I love competition. I love 
being in the moment and, and coming out on Sunday. I mean, it, it's so much fun being in the mix, win, lose, or draw, putting yourself up against the best in the world and, and seeing how you can handle it, and I, I love doing that. When you off on number one is always good, too, not – you know, six B or something. No, no big deal. <laughs> when you were tinkering with your swing, going back, I was trying to swing like so and so. I was trying. You got one of the best golf swings on, my, on the PGA Tour. Like I think people look at yours, like I want to swing like that. Was there anyone in particular that when you were going through that time that you were trying to swing like? Yeah, I mean, that's like Ernie saying, like, oh, I want to swing like this. I mean, your tempo is like <clears throat> probably one of the most coveted on tour. Yeah, man. I mean, going up and down the range, and, and so. When I started playing really well and won the two wins, you start getting paired on the first couple of days with McElroy, with Justin Rose, with Dustin. And it's easy to look at those guys and you're like, this guy does, Rory drives it better than I do. He hits it 20 yards by me and on a string every single time. Like, why can't I do that? I need to try that. But once you take the good parts of your game and, and try to do something like that of hitting it further, I, I'm not saying I was trying to hit it further, but you can always do something better. and. Instead of like, okay, this is my swing, this is how I swing, my tempo, this is what I do, and just make that the best it can be instead of trying to do all these other stuff because I could hit fairway bunker shots, try to hit them like Chris Kirk. I can try to putt like Cam Smith. I mean, there, there's always certain areas that other guys do better things than you, but if you try to chase that, you're chasing yeah. a rabbit. I mean, it's, it's You've like so many young guys, no matter how good you are, what you did, and everyone gets into that situation. I don't know if like Rory's ever felt like that or do some of the guys you mentioned, but I feel like every other guy, you get out there, your game's good enough to get you there, it's good enough to win, and all of a sudden you see some guys and you're like, oh, shit, I need to do that. So, yeah. you, know, you know, you mentioned those big-time pairings. Who's one of those guys when you get paired with and you're just like, damn, like this guy is impressive? I, I played with Dustin, the Northern Trust, the first playoff event where he won by. Oh, he went by like 11. Yeah. 11. I was yeah. playing with him in the last group, and I think I was three under through seven holes and trying to chase him, and I was, I'd was i lost ground. And it's like, this <laughs> guy, if this guy's on, you cannot beat him. Yeah. He, he, he hits it longer. He hits it straighter. He was putting good. And it was like, I, I can play as good as I can, and I don't think I can beat this guy right now. Yeah, he's, um, that's crazy. McElroy's the same. Like, when he's on with that driver, I mean, he can take down any golf course. He wants to. Dude, I mean, I follow him obviously a lot now in our feature groups, and I'm just like, golf is so easy from here where he drives it. I'm just like, I think I could play from here. This would be nice. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a weapon. We were having this conversation, I think, on radio or something the other day. I said, for a long time, I think Roy McElroy's driver is the, is the biggest weapon in golf. Like, if that thing's going, he's going to be in the hunt or he's going to win. And when everything clicks, he's probably going to win by a bunch. Recently, with what Cam Smith's done, I said, you got to start throwing Cam Smith's putter in there as well because he's going to win tournaments on the back of that thing alone. If you had to pick one, like, what's the biggest weapon in golf? You doesn't have to be either one of those two. Those are just kind of the ones I think. Man, putting is the biggest eraser. Like, I mean, you saw it with Cam. I mean, he didn't hit it that great coming down the stretch, but some of those two putts he had were incredible. And that's yeah. the putting wins golf tournaments. Driver driver gets you in the mix the putting wins golf tournaments his lags aren't getting times. enough love on that win it's like they're showing like all the 15 footers and things like that i'm like how about these two putts he's I mean, hitting up to kick in not even having to stress I mean, like that, 18 that I mean, putt on 18 i mean a joke of a putt i mean if you give me 10 balls i'm, I'm trying to fit two where he fit it mm -hmm. yeah and he did it under the most pressure and i mean ended up TV, needing it too after yeah TV I, doesn't do how how big that slope is justice. And, I saw and one clip from down below. I was like, that's the one y'all need to be showing. This yeah. is crazy. To get that inside eight, ten feet would be a pretty yeah. good effort. Yeah, CBS would have showed that angle. <laughs> Don't worry. But, you know, that's one thing I always say. I think the most <coughs> underappreciated talent y'all have is lag putting. Because, I mean, it's 
mean, dude, you got 60 feet breaking five different ways, and you guys lag it up there like that. It's just – it's not really appreciated. But Cam Smith obviously won the Open Championship. You have two top tens in majors, U.S. Open, both at the U.S. Open. Is that the major you feel like sets up the best for you? I, I think it does. I think it does. Um, and why I, would that be? I, I feel like I'm a grinder. I love uh, – I love hard golf courses, so we're around even par winning because mm -hmm. I know I'm going to miss greens. I feel like I'm one of those guys that par I, – I, so, like, an opposite of that is, like, going to Palm Springs where you feel like you yeah. got to make birdie every time. It, it, it doesn't work that well to me when I, I feel like I par, like, four or five holes and I feel like I'm losing ground. But a U.S. Open, I feel like I can grind it. It, it makes you think a lot more about where to miss it and – you got to be a lot more defensive, and I think that sets up more for my game. And I don't know what it is about it, but a lot of those USGA championships have, have I've played well in them, starting junior, amateur, and then now pro days. I mean, um, Augusta's really hard to me with the big sloping greens and, and uh, like you said, lag putting. Yeah. Some guys, I mean, Cam, Spieth, I mean, you see the guys who compete over here, Tiger, they're great putters, great lag putters, and you have to have a lot of imagination. And... Um, that's something I got to get better at. You were my early pick at the U.S. Open at Torrey, and boy, I thought you were going to backdoor that thing. Man, it, I, was, it got cl it got close I, there. It did. I mean, John making that bomb on 17 and then making that putt on 18. I mean, and anything could have happened coming down the stretch. I mean, I I didn't put my clubs up for a while. I went in went into uh, the hospitality area with with my caddy Eric and kind of waited out and watched it on TV. Go. I was I mean, watching. You finished it. way before. Yeah, I finished probably four or five groups yeah. ahead of them. They saw you like tap it. They showed you tap in on 18. I was like, Harris is in the middle of this thing. Why don't we? Yeah. I haven't seen any holes leading up. But you're, you're kind of like a. I've heard you give interviews before. You're like, I like being under the radar. I like being low key. I like trying to have like an underdog mentality. That's hard to like with your year last year, two wins, Ryder Cup, all that. Like it kind of just comes with success. You're gonna get more of it. I mean, you're on subpar right now. What's bigger than that? <laughs> it's the biggest exposure in the history of life. But like, do you? Are you embracing like the spotlight more or being kind of like in the marquee groups and all that stuff? I, I do. I do. Um, because that's that's ultimately where you want to be. Um, the the I know <clears throat> I hate to throw Kirby Smart in there, but like <laughs> last year you said pre pressure is a privilege and, and you get in those sure. marquee groups. I mean, there's a reason why you're there and you got to embrace it and do the best you can. Um, so, yeah, I mean. Is this reality? Because you went. Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Being nervous is a good thing in this game. It I mean, is. I mean you're playing is. well. It is. Yeah. And, and you got to learn how to – I mean, everybody gets nervous on the first tee. You get the butterflies. But until you learn how to embrace it and, and use it to your advantage, then um, this game is going to be tough. But the Georgia guys are the only dudes that can't get through an interview without referencing the football coach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're like five for five now, I mean, no matter what we yeah. bring up. Well, Kirby, if you talk to Kirby, <laughs> nice new contract that, that fella got. He's he did. Okay. Well-deserved, well-deserved contract. Yeah, he okay. but we got to talk about whistling straights because that has to be like one of the highlights of your golfing life, I'm sure. Making that team and putting on the performance y'all did, just absolutely destroying the European team. What was it like the first time you teed it up in the Ryder Cup? Where, where did you, you mentioned Q School? You were so nervous you couldn't eat your breakfast. Talk us to the, about the nerves of the Ryder Cup. So, I, I was uh, not playing the morning. The first morning, I was paired with Tony Finau in the afternoon. <clears throat> kind of wanted to ease me in, I guess. Um, but I, I mean, I couldn't sleep that much the night before because you're so excited. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go out to the first tee and watch all the guys tee off in the morning, kind of see how it feels, see how that first tee feels. And I got out there in the morning with my jacket on or whatever, standing there with Bryson. It's like, oh, my God, this is incredible. We were there on the first tee. It was unbelievable, dude. 
unbelievable. <laughs> I was nervous standing there. I was uh, excited. I almost cried when they sang the national. I was like, uh, what is, I'm a wreck. What is it, happening? To me? I, and I tell everybody now, I'm like, if you've not been to a Ryder Cup, you've got to go see it. So Especially, I haven't seen one overseas, but it's an incredible first tee experience. I mean, I've never played a round of golf where every shot was that massive. You had crowds, every shot, you're, you're hanging on every putt. Um, but the, the hardest part of the first tee is like getting the ball on the tee. I was, I was telling myself, I was like, if I get the ball on the tee the first time, I'm good. But if what? that thing keeps dropping off the tee, it's going to be the, the nerves are going to get a little more. What would you hit off one? Did you hit driver? Just, driver. Yeah, yeah a, you want a, the dog. Yeah. I mean, you got to have it. Three wood would be terrible. Yeah, it was a pretty, a pretty easy tee shot of kind of down off the right, and you just try to hit it as hard as you can. Dude, it was – I mean, we were there, like I said. It was – I think we, you could probably say this because you actually played in one – uh, Taylor Gooch's might be wrong about comparing the live golf event to the Ryder Cup. I don't know. Portland yeah. felt uh, on TV. Uh, it had to be felt like similar. the same vibe, the, dog. The champagne. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope Taylor gets to experience the Ryder Cup sometime because he will definitely be taking back that comment. We're going to need some rule changes. Did you, as a rook, did you like, um, would you think it was good to sit the first match? Like, are you too it, fired up? Or is part of you just want to be like, it's like football, like if you want to go football reference. Like, well, then start to you take the first hit. I need to get hit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's like once you hit that first tee shot, you're like, all right, this is just golf again. Like, this is a this is a battle. And it was awesome playing with uh, Tony Finau. I mean, he's probably the nicest guy I've ever been around. And, and he is so much fun to play with of how positive he is. And he's got great energy and, and pumping up the crowd. I mean, he was the perfect guy for me to play with. Of um, I mean, I feel like our games are, are relatively similar. And he's just a great guy to be with. And um, I just had a lot of fun playing with him. And he, he kind of – ease my my nerves a little bit but who um he's great who would have been like the the vocal leader in the locker room on that team yeah let's go to the <clears> team <throat> room i'm very i'm big into team room dynamics i i mean i i think justin and jordan together are, are pretty much the vocal leaders then you have like cantley and xander i mean they're they're kind of in separate pods but they're they're both i would say Patrick and Xander more the quiet leaders, and Jordan and Justin are more the vocal leaders. Um, but it's awesome to have young guys like that. They're so passionate about playing in the Ryder Cup. I mean, people always ask me about the grip thing that happened on Sunday, which I didn't think it was that big of a deal. It was kind of weird walking in the locker room and getting a call from, from Strick saying that there's a problem with my putter, putter grip. But all that fiasco, but it really pissed off Jordan and Justin the most really like more i mean it didn't really piss me off i was like i'll putt with whatever it does. didn't you just end up cutting it exactly davis or love uh came in and, and cut the top of it taped it up and made sure it was fine because it was unraveling right isn't that the reason yeah, I mean, i've been putting something? with it for like that's 10 what years. mine looks Who's like i talked to you about that uh like brought it to their attention i'm not really sure we still haven't found that out Oh, we need to do we need thing. to get behind um, the enemy lines i'm not sure if somebody called in and, and then they started looking at it because the head rules official got involved Padraig, the European captain, got involved. I hadn't really talked to Padraig about it, but I need to. The old rule it. hotline. Someone called in that 1-800-GQ, that this no person yeah. that we don't know about. Go inside the team room. You're talking about some of like, the vocal leaders and stuff. I mean, we've heard in the past like the ping pong matches and things like that. Let's say y'all rap for the day or in between matches. What's going on in there? You guys just sit and hang out or Xander and Pat playing gin or what's going on? <laughs> are you guys playing anything? Uh, some guys are playing ping pong for sure. Um, but what I loved about Stricker is, I mean, I, I'd heard things of what other captains did, but he was he was basically kind of let us do what we do. He was all the speeches were 
you are the best players in the world. There's a reason why you're on this team. You go do what you do. How many and times did he cry? He, he cried a few <laughs> times. <but> the, so <clears throat> we went up there for a practice session, which I think was awesome. Um, kind of got to see whistling for the first time and, and do the whole thing. And we all, he, he did the, he took us out to number one tee and, and did this awesome speech, teared up a little bit. And then we all signed this form, this scroll about we're part of the team. Our caddy signed it and then he put it in the ground on the first tee and there's like a one cover on it. And I thought that was really cool of like, this is our mark in the first, the first tee. This is our home turf. That's we're, awesome. So I think it's still there and it's going to be there for a while, but I, I thought that was really cool. And that kind of goes underappreciated is like that practice session of the, the team bonding we did and kind of set us up for a, a awesome week. And we had so much confidence of, we, we didn't think about how we're going to lose this. We're like, yeah. how, how much are we going to win by? Yeah, it, it was and a you know, Every team goes in like thinking they're going to win, expecting to win, all that stuff. You guys hadn't done it a whole lot. But at any point during that one, did you guys ever get in the team like, boys, we are beating their heads in, right? Like, I, then, no one expected a 10-point <laughs> victory. Yeah, it was it – was, there was no uh, complacency. It was more like we need to put the foot on the throat. Like, mm -hmm. we need more. Like, we don't need to – uh, whatever I don't know how many we're leading by going in the last day, but that team meeting going going into the last day it was like we want more. Like don't don't think we've won this already. You gotta everybody needs to go out there and win their match, and we just wanted to to see how many we can win by. Now now that you've and played it was on ten, yeah, just ten. Now that you've played on one of those teams, like where does that rank now? Getting back and and, and being a part of it in Rome. Like I know you want to win tournaments. I know you want to win majors, but like where does that being on another Ryder Cup team rank? Yeah, it's it's probably number one because, you know, you're playing some good golf if you're on that Ryder Cup team. And once you're a part of that, you, you don't want to be left off. I and mean, it's kind of the FOMO of being left off that team because you know how much fun it is and, and how much excitement. It's the it's the pinnacle of our sport. And um, I, I really don't want this whole lift thing to take away from things like the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup because that has been so sacred in our game for a long time. And I hate that it's taken some light away from that, or some players can't play it. I, I hate that. Yeah. Would uh, you? The good news is I can put in a good word with Zach for you. Exactly. Talking to advice, right? He's got a little pull. <laughs> Would you view your career differently if, at the end of it, regardless of what happens, you it kind of goes hand in hand. But if you'd never played on a Ryder Cup team, would it, would it be like a check mark against your career? Yeah. In your opinion? Yeah. I mean, more for myself of not being able to experience it because. That, that's what I miss so much about college golf is playing in that, that team atmosphere and, and playing this game for somebody else than yourself. And there's a whole different kind of pressure. And to be able to experience that going to battle with some of these guys is, is something that you'll never uh, never do again. Um, and, and if I played a career out here and, and won four times, won eight times, won ten times, but never got to play a Ryder Cup, that's, that's something that um, would be a failure to me. Do you, you mentioned um – I don't want to dive too much into it, but you mentioned the live thing. Like, what do you? What are your thoughts? Like, is this? Because in my opinion, it's really bad for the game of golf. What's going on right I, now? I agree, agree with that? that. I agree with that. What do you like? What's the end game with this thing? Like, what are we going to do? I don't know. I, I hate how divisive it is of this team versus that team, saying PGA Tour versus Live. I mean, I, I ultimately want all the guys to play in the same tournaments and. I, I hate what this is doing in the game of, of bringing – it's bringing down the PGA Tour. Um, I just don't know what the end game is. I mean, we've had so many conversations every single week, every single morning at breakfast out here. P 
people coming up with different ideas of, of how we can combat this. But um, to the game as a whole, it, it really sucks, and, it, and it, it is hurting the game being – it's not growing the game at all. No, it's definitely Colt not. Colt and I talk about it like every day. Radio, it's always going on. It's topic of conversation. How much are the players like week in, week out? Are you guys standing on the range talking about, okay, uh, hey, you heard about this guy or this guy just got this much or yeah. all that? <clears throat> more more so, I, I think a lot of guys now are like, okay, these, these guys have left. Possibly some more guys are going. But like, what do we do going forward? Like, we got to come up with plans of worst case scenario, best case scenario. Like, we got to come up like – the whole thing, I don't think the PGA Tour thought, thought it was going to get off the ground. And we got to be more thinking forward of like, okay, we got to combat this for probably a few years at least. So how are we going to do it? How are we going to keep the young guys on tour and, and keep building our college program to where the best college players come on the PGA Tour, go to the Corn Ferry, come on the PGA Tour, however they want to do it. But I, I think that's how we combat it is, is keep the young guys here. And as long as the young Americans and all, all the, the Schefflers, the Burns, the Morikawa – those guys, if, if as long as they stay, we, we have an unbelievable product and can keep growing it with, with the young guys. Was there ever a thought of Harris English? Um, mm. No, mm. no. Harry? Um, Harry? I, <laughs> I don't really play. Because the money's ridiculous. It, it is I mean, ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But uh, I, I heard a good, a good comment of if you have 50 million, you want 100 million. If you have 100 million, you want 200 million. Like there's, all, there's no end game in how much money you have. And it's like, Rom Rom said it best of like, is this money gonna change my life? Like what what they offer? No, it's not. So so why am I gonna shake up everything I've worked for and what I've done? I love playing on PJ Tour. I love coming to tournaments like this. Um it's the community feel you get I mean, this is my eleventh year on tour, you get used to coming to certain places and being uh being here for a week and learning to love the cities you're in. And I love traveling um on during the PJ tournaments and I love the competition and um, it's what I want to do my whole life, and here I am, and now I'm going to go jump to do something else just for some more money. Like, I, I didn't grow up playing this game for money, so why why should it change now? That's beautifully young, said, man. Uh, hypothetical here, young Harry. You came out, and like I said, you got on, it couldn't have gone better for you than it did, but young Harry, you're coming out of Georgia. They're in place at the time, and they come over and like, hey, dude, you're probably going to be a stud. We'll give you $10 million, whatever it is. Would you consider it differently if you were a young kid with zero mm-hmm. money in the bank? I'm not really sure. That that. Because I'm kind of in the middle of the age guys. Like, I, I get some of the older guys that are at the end of the career. I, I get that they're kind of riding in the sunset with a bunch of money and get to play some fun golf. But like Tiger said at the Open, like, some of these young guys coming out, if, if they don't get a chance to play in the majors, if they, don't, if they can't play in the British Open, the Masters, all that, like, then what's it for? Yeah, like, it changes everything. Yeah. Um, so until we know that, I mean, there's, there's a lot of gray area in it. And – I know the PGA Tour is, is standing strong, and we'll see what happens. Let's go to something fun that happened right after the Ryder Cup. I think you got one of the biggest honors that a golfer can get because there ain't many of them. You're a celebrity guest picker on game oh, day. Yeah, down there. Yeah. That's like I saw I'm that so happen. Jealous. I was like, wow. what a month this is. Ryder Cup. Didn't that you have was, the trophy? Didn't you bring it? So that was a replica. That was Davis Love's oh. replica trophy. So I, I found out so late. It was kind of weird how it – I was going to go – I think I was going to go to the game anyway, and my agent – Jeremy was kind of talking about it a little bit, and I, I, I think they asked a couple guys that couldn't do it, like Samuel Jackson. I can't believe I'm in the same. <laughs> if like, Sammy oh, can't we'll, do we'll it, go, call Harris. The star, <laughs> the star of snakes on a plane. I we'll, mean, oh God. we'll go down the list. Like, I mean, I'm sure some people <laughs> Great said film. no. But it was an incredible experience. I mean, obviously I watch game day every single day. 
love watching football and flying up there that morning with with my wife and my agent and going in there um yeah i saw it i was like this is the sickest it it was incredible and and like walking on the set i'm I'm sure a bunch of people like who is this guy um (laughs) but it, it was so much fun and uh Man, Corso's getting old. I I'll, I get up there, they they mic me up, and Corso's talking to me a little bit, and then I think Kirk said like, "Look, you gotta you gotta yell at him. Like he can't hear very well." Yeah. And he's just a staple, though. He he's amazing. He's amazing. Had all his stuff written down in front of him. Um, I, I definitely had a couple tequilas before because I was a little, boy. Yeah. a little nervous. I mean, that's kind of my game day tradition. But what was your record? What'd you do? Yeah, I didn't do. So I picked the Kentucky over Florida upset. Oh, okay, yeah. And, that uh, should count as double. It was. I, I didn't do as well as I thought because obviously I I probably follow college football more than any other of their pickers mm-hmm. and didn't do as well. But I got that pick right. And uh, Coach Stoops from Kentucky texted me I think later that night like thanks for picking us. That's over, awesome. Over uh, Florida, so I, I couldn't pick the Gators in anything. I, That's crazy I how much everyone yeah. pays attention to that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the pickers and things. How nervous were you in that day? Because you're a little out of your – I mean, Ryder Cup's different, of course, but, like, you're a golf guy coming on doing football. You're like – but you know more football yeah. than 99% of golfers, I would say. Yeah, I was pretty nervous. I mean, Pollock, Pollock gave me some good advice. He's like, don't don't try to out-talk football these yeah. guys. Yeah. Like, just be yourself. Tell some funny stories. And I didn't want to talk X and, X's and O's of these guys who do this every single week. Um, but it, it was fun. Um quick and easy and we had a great great time and then the dogs i think we blew out arkansas yeah 31 nothing or something god yeah, that so was cool. a, I texted that was when arkansas like, was playing yeah. good too i said i don't think yeah. i've ever been more jealous of you than right now <laughs> to go on game day how many so do you cool. go to a year how many games do you guys pop up all the sea island guys do you um probably two year. i think i'm gonna go to the georgia oregon game in atlanta mm. um chick-fil-a kickoff but georgia florida is right down the road in jacksonville so it's an easy hour drive um so i like to go to two a year Love didn't, didn't get a chance to go to the Natty last year, so I know it's in oh. L.A. this year, so that'd be a little easier yeah. trip. A little hop, skip, and a jump from Scott's. Sure. I'm not missing it if come it's on in out. L.A. I like it. Well, let's get some more fun. Let's get to the emergency nine. We do this with all of our guys. <laughs> Just nine fun questions to learn a little more about Harris English. We ask this to everyone. You can be anyone for a day, dead or alive. Anyone in the history of the world, who would you be? <clears throat> mm. Adam Sandler. Really? Holy shit! Interesting. Well, fun answer. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Why? Any particular day? He just seems like he he is himself, and he doesn't care what he looks like. Doesn't care <laughs> wearing those basketball shorts. Doesn't matter. He he just seems like a, a fun guy to be, and and has a great life. And I obviously grew up loving his movies, and he just seems like a great. That's dude. a first for us here. Didn't like think it. that would would have had a, taken a lot of guesses for me to get all yeah. the way to Adam Sandler for a day. You can just wear shitty clothes and I mean, do whatever you want, I guess. He's just, really be funny. just himself, yeah. Yeah, pretty good day. Yeah. All right, Adam Sandler. That one might not ever be duplicated. Nope. I like it, though. All right. First one from me. This is before my time as Thunderbird or whatever, but you have been deemed the defending champion of the Monday Night Welcome Party at the Phoenix Open by numerous sources. I had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Uh, Doug D. Well, we how did you earn that title? So... I got a sponsor exemption my my rookie year. Um, Alex Clark gave me an exemption, and they had I didn't really know they had a Monday party. Like this is my fifth terminal tour, so I'm like, all right, I got to go to this party. I thought it was more like a meeting, like you gotta shake go, some hands sh- and do all that, talk to the sponsors or whatnot. And I didn't I didn't eat dinner that night. 
which is a huge mistake. <laughs> good, um, good. First time I met Barkley. Yep. And I had like he he knew who I was, and I was I was like, how does this guy know who I was? Um. We we had a great night. Ended up hanging out with James Driscoll late night, who was one of my favorite humans. He is an interesting. Heard human. some good ones. <laughs> Actually, coincidentally, heard some good ones about him. He, he that uh, same evening. I yeah, assume. yeah. So we had a good time. Um, if you get dubbed the defending champ lightly, of that thing, you did yes. some good work in there. It, it was some a people great, that go. It was a great party. Um, Kelly used to play every single mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It was just a fun a fun get together. Like especially now like we don't we don't have a whole lot of parties where like all the golfers get together and and have fun and that was one of them and and you don't don't, have to shake hands and do all this yeah yeah it's it's like literally just come and have a party come come and hang out and listen to kelly and laugh and maybe have a few cocktails maybe maybe be be the defending champion the following year yeah (laughs) i want to go back to football here because i know you bulldogs are very very passionate of all your teammates who is the biggest like who gets the most pumped up when they win and gets the most down when they lose of the guys you played with i would say Harmon is probably the most into it besides me michael green doesn't care at all yeah like he sometimes doesn't even know who we're playing but oh. love going to games with him because he has a great time Adam Mitchell probably has the biggest lows after we lose. Really? The biggest highs. The biggest highs and the biggest lows, but we've had a lot of, a lot of good times. He's known to pass out during the game a couple times. Nothing wrong with good that. Good fan, uh, good take, fan. Take a little nap. I mean, you SEC guys, you're so passionate. Like, I mean, I see Justin Thomas. If Alabama loses, it's like – it's suicide watch. It's, <laughs> That's like once every three like, years, though. I mean, he's like, oh, my yeah, God, we lost one. I almost like root for him to lose just yeah. so he just – I can watch him act like a baby. Yeah. Um, man, it's tough. Like I, I literally watch every single game. I follow, I do the rivals thing. I follow recruiting. Like I'm, t- I'm into it. I, I've, I've been like that since I was probably nine or ten years old. Of every year, I'd get the the magazine with the whole roster. I learned where everybody's from, and I loved, I love listening to Larry Munson, turning Larry Munson on, watching the game. So I, I've done it for so long. So it's, so it's kind of in our blood of, that's what we do is go to football games, watch every single game. I don't care if they're playing. Charleston Southern. I don't play, care if they're playing the spring game. I'll watch the whole game and watch every play. Even even if we're beating them forty five nothing, I'll I'll watch it to the end of the game just to see the second and third string guys play. Real right. fan, no fake fans Passionate. here. Is anyone's life gonna be better in the history of the future of Athens than Stetson Bennett? The dude's gonna have seven car dealerships. Probably be mayor. Probably be governor. Whatever he wants. He, to he do. can do He's whatever he wants. Man. He can do whatever he wants. And and. I love his story. I love how much of an underdog he was, and and people are still sleeping on the guy. I mean, he he's not in any of the top lists for quarterbacks returning. It's like, what more do you want out of a college quarterback? I mean, if you if you look at all the stats, like he's barely behind Stafford. He's like maybe barely behind Aaron Murray. Like some of the Georgia greats, and it's like, why? Just because he's shorter and it doesn't look amazing, he doesn't have this huge arm. Like, what more do you want out of a college quarterback? He won the natty. It's because he looks like he should be the quarterback for the Lambda Chi frat. That's why. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he looks like Stetson. This is our guy. He <laughs> yeah. played three years in high school. <laughs> That's why he doesn't get it. Uh, all right, next one from me. Have you ever pissed anyone off as much as you pissed off the pushcart community oh after my your God. tweet a few years ago? And has your stance changed? Have they softened I, you? So the mob. I did use the pushcart. Oh. Uh, I went over early for the Scottish Open, played North Barrick with Sepp Strzok and Chris Chris Kirk and they don't have carts they don't have caddies so I'm not gonna 
lug around my my big ping bag. So I used a push cart. I, I Did don't you think hate yourself the whole time. Nah, I mean, it, it was actually <laughs> nice. It was actually nice. Felt good. I, I don't really carry my bag as much as I used to, but it was just turning on the NCAA championship and seeing how many guys did it. It's was, like all like, of them. I, I never saw that when I was in junior golf. Yeah. Or if I did see it, I was like, that guy has a weakness. I'm going to crush that guy. Like, he, he can't compete. That's arguably the meanest thing you've ever said, uh, by the way. It, yeah. So <laughs> and it was basically, I gotta, what was the actual, it was like, I can't get over the amount of push cards. Like, that was it, basically. Yeah, and then it was yeah. just like, hey. Oh, my God. Uh, Brittany Lincecum, I think, backed me up, which was nice from the LPGA Tour. Yeah. But, man, that was tough. Like, I, so I don't really tweet anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no more controversial no, no push cards. You're always pressing tweets. the envelope, yeah. dude. We got to know. You're too controversial. Kay. Ryder Cup, huge moment. I want to know about the after party, though. Who's the MVP Man. of the after party? Dustin is incredible. <laughs> a, a, how good at golf he is, but he can go out, and then he's like the first one in the gym crushing it. Yep. And he can do it every day. And Morikawa was the not the – He was the loser. The least, the, the he's lose, the LVP? The, he's the LVP. <laughs> but he, had, he he went hard. He had a great time. But, I mean, Dustin Dustin's incredible. I think Dustin he, won the press conference. He won the press he conference. Because he actually was, cared to speak for the first time. <laughs> you know, we, cool. used to, we used to stay together a lot in amateur golf. And we'd go out, and, I mean, he would tie one on. Next morning, 7 a.m., alarm goes off. He's up, head in the <laughs> faucet, just chugging water. And he goes, all right, let's go. He goes out and shoots 65. I'm Dude. like, what is happening? Like, um, how do you do this? He, he doesn't age. Like, I he don't can get still that. do it. He, um, it's a talent. Xander Xander was impressive. I haven't really hung out with Xander <laughs> off the course that much, but he had that cigar going. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jordan obviously and Justin go pretty hard, which is always fun. That was we, the best press conference ever, too. By the way, that was fun. I wish there was uh, more. Like, yeah, you can't I'll, create that vibe. I wish obviously, it went on for thirty there, more minutes. I was like, don't stop this. <laughs> as long as they're willing to answer, keep going. Here's an idea: win, get really shit faced, then we're gonna then. Win. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the winner's press conference should be about two hours after the guy wins mm -hmm. every week. Um, be a lot. And then better. like, and then like, Finau is impressive because he doesn't drink. I don't think, but he's he's out later than anybody and and dancing and getting up on tables, jumping into bean bags like he. His dance moves are incredible. He can dance so better than anyone. Oh I mean, he, yeah. That's we perfect. all think we can dance, and he, I mean, when he, we're drunk, and then he, yeah, he's sober. Yeah. Man. Um, so, all right, here we go. Your PGA profile says you're a Jeopardy fanatic, okay? So I got you, Kiz, Keith Mitchell are all on Jeopardy against each other. Give me gold, silver, bronze. Um, Keith, Keith would be really good at kind of the – what, yeah, like what? Like they show a picture of a watch without the <laughs> without the brand. The, the brand and like what watch is this? He would get it. Or what like vintage a, of wine is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What private jet model is this? I have a weird thing of like remembering a lot of stuff in like high school and college. Like I I wouldn't really take notes in class. I would just listen really well. Hmm. And I have this weird like photographic memory of hmm. a lot of random random shit. Like I don't know. I, so, <laughs> so what I, you're saying I, is kids would lose. Get your points. You got. I, I don't know. I know Kiz is, is smart. Kiz last, I don't know. Second, Kiz Kiz would be pretty good. I think. I I think I would win. I actually think Kiz would probably be second. Keith would probably be third. Yeah, unless it was like, is this a Chanel bag? True or false? Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, Keith. Bougie Keith. Um, but I, I think I'd actually. I need to change that. I think I wrote that down like during Q school. All the fun facts. I mean, I haven't changed it in like eleven years, but. 
Oh, that was dated on the. You're not yeah. big into the Jeopardy anymore. No, no, no. I do. I do watch Jeopardy, especially when I'm at home, like eating dinner or something, watching it. Get your boy. Jer There's a celebrity. If you can get on, that if you can get on College Game Day, it's harder to get on College Game Day than it is to get on Jeopardy. Yeah, gotta be. Your boy gotta be able but to. But I love that. just like blurting out answers, and and obviously, I'm gonna answer everything. So. I'm, I'm no good. negatives I'm, on the, yeah, on the yeah, Georgia I don't need, matchup. I don't need you any can't negatives. get negative numbers. Yeah. We don't need negative winning. All right, you win. You Jeopardy. owe us five thousand dollars. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, you live down in Sea Island. Bunch of tour players down there. Y'all play a lot of golf together. Who's the easiest guy to get in their pocket? Who's the pigeon of the tour players down in Sea Island? The most fun to get in their wallet is definitely Patton. It's amazing how many people say that answer. I think that's <laughs> because, the guy that's answered him. Because he gets so upset. Like, if I lose money, I don't. I mean, I don't really get up for money games that much. So I don't really. I don't care. I don't care as much as I should about losing money, but Patton, he could lose five dollars. He could lose five hundred dollars, and he's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> he's like the Chez of Sea Island, except Chez always wins. Yes. <laughs> but when he has to hand you ten bucks, it's like oh, he'd rather ruined. cut his ear off. If yeah. Chez loses at Wisbrock, he does not step foot in the grill. It's pay and go home. And the game's shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shit game. <laughs> it's incredible. But he's hard. To, he's hard to clip though. All right, last one for me. A little would you rather situation, okay. okay? Would you rather never win again on the PGA Tour, or you can win ten more times, but you got to go back in time and go to Georgia Tech? I probably never win. Again. <laughs> That's allegiance. I mean, I uh, I like some of the guys that played at Georgia Tech, but the experience I had in, in Athens, there's no chance they had that. You'd have to have the yellow Georgia jacket Tech. on the bag and yeah. all that. I mean, I, I love a football game that it, matters. It's, it's not the same. I mean, get a good wide receiver every few years, but never really win I mean, anything. I probably wouldn't have been on tour if I went to Georgia Tech. I don't know what would happen. Partied your way out down there. Yeah, to Georgia probably, Tech. probably would have gotten kicked yeah, out. Yeah, place like Athens, though, keep your head down. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. You're one of the few guys on the PGA Tour that apparently has a backup plan. You could be the uh, next David Blaine, I hear, with your incredible magic tricks. So I got to. Just a random deck of cards here. And for the YouTube watchers, you can obviously check this trick out. <laughs> can we zoom so, in this to show uh, there's really no tough. trickery going on? Really because Brian Harmon tells me you think you're a great magician. But, but the, is this not. your – do you have a whole array or is this your this one? Is this, this is, is your party. Like, One-trick one pony. Somebody did it to me, and I thought it was incredible, and then I learned how easy it was. I was like, I'm going to have to get some This guys. is like your party trick go-to. We're all flying together somewhere, and I did it to HUD, and I – it's so much fun to stump HUD. I don't know why, but I, it's so funny. And, and I don't know. You'll see. All right, see if you can Hers, stump how'd us. how would you do that? <laughs> We're pretty sharp. It. This is a random deck, by random the way. Deck. There's no trickery. All right. It's the Any whole, of them? It's the whole pick a card. Any card? Any card. Scenario? Don't show just you. Just don't pick that one. Don't show <laughs> you. You <laughs> wanted me to go this oh. one. This is a little reverse mirror, psych. You thought I was going to that one. Don't tell you? Don't tell me. You can show, show Colt. Colt, look. Show the audience. I'm going to. Okay, got it. It's okay. a four of diamonds. Oh. Maybe that was a trick, or maybe it's the real Put one. Put it anywhere in the deck. Are you watching? You can. Don't shuffle them, though. <laughs> no, it's, they're random, dude. I'm not going to shuffle <laughs> I'm telling you, this is the easiest trick. I don't think I I'm a good. my card. I don't think I'm a Kidding. good magician. <laughs> Are you just going to go dig it like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Probably. No. Uh-uh. 
Really? No. Uh-uh. See, that's why, that's why I can't. <laughs> For a minute, I thought it was. was so like, Harmon's right. I threw the Harmon's right. I threw the I decoy out. I must have, the random deck must have uh, thrown a wrench in it. You literally put it You're in the same You're real close spot. to it, if you want a hint. This is the two All right, stage. buddy, you need to stick to playing golf. Wow. <laughs> I might have put it in randomly right where I know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you, you never come up against a brain. Uh, there's only one head. way I can't do this the trick. And I, I think I slid it in randomly into the one spot where it got tricky. Where? You had it. This, this is incredible. This yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that's it. You're only one, one off. One spot off. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, close, though. I think there's got a second yeah. career Good news there. is you're a hell of a golfer. Yeah. Hudson, <laughs> take that. I need, to, I need to work on that. I hadn't done that trick since, so I got to work on my. It'll still work on most guys. I was close. Goodness. Well, You're right One there, off. Dude. I mean, give me, give me one. <laughs> right there. Well, Harry, man, really yeah. appreciate you coming on. That was fun. Enjoyed Thanks, it. Dude. Enjoyed yeah, it. Thanks for having bro. me. All right. Well, before we recap the Harris English episode, we got a special little bonus interview for you. We were up at the Rocket Mortgage Classic having a great time, and we got to sit down with one of the most recent winners of the John Shippen Invitational. That's Sedina Parks. Here she is. All right, we are privileged to be joined by the most recent winner of the John Shippen National Golf Invitational, which earned her a start in her first LPGA event since 2017, the Meyer LPGA Classic. Just recently played the team event as well, finishing 36, back on the horse. Sedina Parks, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Um, birdie juice sounds fun, so I'm, I'm here to have a little fun with y'all. Okay. It's a lot of fun, yes. no doubt. Yeah. We mentioned just won the John Shippen. Take, take us through the week. What was it like? The John Shippen, uh, it was fun. Uh, like I said before, plenty of times before, it just was um, kind of an eye-opener for me to have a lot of people, like a lot of my friends out there playing golf, um, rooting for each other at the same time, super competitive, pushing each other. But um, as, as a memory that I will forever have in, in, uh, in thought, for sure. Yeah, that's I mean, it's a huge win. Yeah. For those that don't know you out there, describe your golf game for us a little bit. <laughs> I got the chance to yeah, play with break you it one down. day. I played strength, with you back yeah, you strength play, weaknesses. You play with me back in the day. Things have changed, but my strength right now, I think it's always been distance. You it's and Colt been. played together. Yeah. Well, give it to me. Straight. I don't remember. Were you out? Were you? I don't. Colt? Re I don't remember. Who's hitting first from the fairway? Well, I hit from the first from the fairway. Yeah, always. Yeah, no matter who yeah, I'm playing yeah, with. Yeah, that happens to me often. Not to be that, but at the same time, I was. I, I hit it long. My putting normally saves me. My short game saves me, and I think in the middle is just some tighten-up work to do, as usual. It's always tightening up. What would you say is the biggest weakness? Like, what's, what do you got to prove the most to get back to where you want to be? I'm going to be real with you. Who wants to putt? I want to hit that <laughs> ball tight every single time. So I'm going to say my approach shots. I just want to hit that ball tight. Yeah. Just kick it in. Yeah, just <laughs> exactly. You don't even need it. Exactly. Putting, you know, I'm a good putter. I'm good with my short game. But like I said, it's, it it puts, takes a lot of pressure off of you when you can hit that ball type. Yeah, that would yeah. be nice to do. Well, for yeah. people that don't know, give us your story. Cause you had your LPGA Tour card 2014, 2017. You step away from the game for a while. Yeah. What did you do during the time off, and what brought you back? Gosh, I think I was doing stuff that you normally wouldn't do when you're on the golf course 24-7. You know, I was doing a lot of uh, – I love fashion. I love music. Um, I was learning a lot about marketing um, and how to, you know, market yourself. Let's be real. Us athletes, there's a lot of things that go on, and we're not fully understanding how to market ourselves and knowing who we are. So I did a lot of fun stuff, um, rebuilding a lot of balance, a lot of balance in my game, um, but also a lot of balance in the, in, in the personal self. Um, 
and then I came back ready and prepared. So I feel pretty good. It's like I, I like it's like I never left when I started swinging again. When you took the break, I mean, did did you miss it? I missed all? it. I missed it, but I didn't touch the club. I'm gonna be real. I didn't touch a club for a whole year. Wow, yeah. that's a long time to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a long time. I actually left my clubs on the the West Coast while I was in the East Coast. I moved to New York. Did some lived in yeah. Brooklyn for a little bit. Explored Brooklyn. Something like I said, I've always wanted to do. So I did a lot of things that I've always wanted to do. If you've ever played golf competitively, like it's gonna beat you up at some point, yeah. right? And tons of I mean, everyone I know is at some point thought about like I'm done. You you actually left and now you're coming back. Was there a moment where you're like, this is why I want? Like, did something happen? And you're like, I gotta go. I gotta go out there again. Um, I think it's the realization that. I I did miss it, but when I picked up the club again just to see where I was at, I like I said, I it never left. I know what I'm capable of, and going out there getting the W is a lot of uh, one of my goals, um, and not just one but multiple. So I just felt like I'm not injured, I'm not hurt, um, I'm the best mental strength that you can ever be in. I'm the best physical strength I can ever be in. So I'm like, why not? Why not come out here and just have fun, fun, fun doing it this time? Yeah, you're doing a hell of a job, obviously playing some great golf. Yeah. But, you know, one thing that gets talked about a lot is bringing more eyeballs and more attention to the, the women's game, yeah. the LPGA Tour. In Sedina Parks' opinion, like, what can we do to make that happen? <sighs> mm. Big it's, question. It's not a big question. It's super easy. Like I tell everybody else, it's just being the example. I just need to go out there and play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of talking doesn't sometimes after, towards the end, it just doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, golf is all about results. It's been like that for years. No one cares how you got that birdie because it could be an ugly birdie. Right. So that's kind of how I'm bringing it in, bringing that kind of mindset into the game of golf, understanding that you just need to be the example and show that you can get a W, show that you can do it swaggy, show that you can do it having a fun uh, smile on your face like Swaggy. Um, I like I'm just that. coming in with a new like energy. That. I'm just coming in with a new energy. Yeah. When you got back and you got your first start for winning the John Shippen at the Mire, is your mindset different? Like, because when golf's beating you up, it feels like a job. You hate it. It's just like you're almost waiting for something bad to happen. But when you step away from it for a while, you get your first start again. Does it feel like, wow, this doesn't feel like work. This is a privilege. Like, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm beyond happy. I'm ecstatic. Like. Yeah. We're losing lids. We're losing lids. Heads, heads are falling off. We're losing mm -hmm. lids. We're good. losing lids. Those are free. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to take one before we leave. Scoop cool. it. That's, yeah. There's that swaggy. I'll take the for. one that fell. It's there just, you go. You know. Um, but anyway, no, just coming back with a lot, a little bit more positive attitude. And like you said, enjoying the game for sure. I'm in the moment, um, living every moment uh, to its fullest down to my blood to my veins and including my golf shots so i'm just simplifying it a little bit having a lot of fun i love it uh you mentioned music earlier what's yep. on the pre-round playlist oh mm. gosh mm. Mm -hmm. don't stop get it get it it's not that <laughs> one but i like this question it got me amped up um i love uh gosh i like i like a little uh, six black you know who six black is i do Slack. not that's a little bit about. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your favorite. I might, track. I might have to educate you guys on some stuff before because um, a lot of my stuff is very, very, um, very, very unique. There's a lot of um, storytelling behind it, which I like. Um, so I like a lot of Six Black, but you got some cool people like Anita Baker, you know. Um, everybody knows a little Drake. Jack Harlow's coming through yeah. pretty strong with some stuff. Um, 
I got some old school Nipsey Hustle. I got some Little Wayne. I got a mixture of a lot of things. So it's, you get going out oh, there. You're not trying to mellow love, out. Like let's put on some. I love me some relaxation. Me. No in you. Nah, man. I'm the one that has the headphones on going like this. Ready. Bobbing. Ready. I gotta ask you about your fingernails here because oh, God. Your, your thumb <laughs> says bad. Yeah, but it's the Michael. It's the Michael Jackson album bad. Okay. Bad. Like thriller bad. Thriller. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Michael. Obviously, we got yo on this finger because I'm very chill. So sometimes instead of saying hey, I say yo. Um, I got a smiley face because I'm always smiling and love. That's great. Everything I do is from the heart, man. So, I love it. Well, yeah. I love your energy, too. Appreciate but, it. Yeah, I mean, the game of golf is better now that you're back playing it. Oh, that's, that's super nice of you. Cool. But I'm, I got more to prove, and I got more to games. I mean, no, more tournaments to play in. So. What's cool. next? Where do you go from here? What's the schedule like? S- schedule, as far as the you know. S- the schedule that I have is busy. But my goal is to make sure I can play in every single tournament that's available. Um, and as you guys know, that takes money, that takes funds. So right now I'm just building a great team and a great portfolio to get me back out there and consistently. Um, you know, Rome can't be built in a day. Uh, golf tournament can't be won by one tournament. But if you play as many as possible, the capabilities of getting a, your W you have the higher chances. So. That's awesome. Well, yeah. best of luck to you. We really appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you, man. Yeah, we'll have you it. back after you pick off that first dub. Absolutely. You got Absolutely. it. Thank I you. love it. Thank you. All right. Well, that was Harris English joining us on Golf Subpar. Absolute beauty. Like I said before the interview, much better at golf than Magic Sleeves. That trick sucked. Should we tell them how the trick works? Well, Is this going to blow them up at like, parties? No, if you I don't can't think figure it out, if you're at a, you'd have to be just shit-faced to not realize how this First off, works. it's very easy for it to work. You just actually pulled the card out of the slot and put it back the one place you couldn't. Yeah, so basically, he takes the deck. It takes 12 minutes to set up. He takes the deck. He lines them all up from ace to king. You're really just telling everybody right do now. Do you want me to do oh it? Oh, my God. Well, I mean, God. you can figure it out. Well, but, David right. Blaine's probably going to call you next and be like, this isn't please, count shut up. This isn't magic. This is just <laughs> like, don't be an idiot and ask. Hopefully, nobody has to look at the deck either. Anyways, you're right. I picked that card out. And then he fanned him back out, and I somehow put it within one of where I pulled it out of, which really threw him for a... He wasn't planning on coming up against a big brain like myself on this trick. So Brian Harmon's the one who told me, he's like, have him do his magic trick. And that I called him and magic. let him know how it happened, and he was like, this is so great. He, I know he's very excited to watch this, but I was like, Harris, that was really your trick? Like, that that was terrible. He literally spent 10 to 12 minutes yep. setting it up. We were, like, sitting at the table, like, all right, we're ready to go whenever you are. And he's like, hold on, I got I to gotta, I gotta get my trick set up. <laughs> but so this nice. guy, what a, what a ride he's been on. Obviously, a stud at the University of Georgia, comes out, wins on tour. It looks like the sky's the limit. Then he loses his game, really struggles. And then all of a sudden, bam, back up. One of the best players in the world, plays on the Ryder Cup team. I don't ever know how he ever plays bad. The I golf swing is gorgeous. It. Won in an epic eight-hole playoff over at Hartford. I told him he's got to start getting that shit over with quickly. I got flights to catch. I can't be out there running around. I don't get paid overtime when they go eight holes. He loves the pageantry. He loves the moment. He wants to soak it up eight holes later. It, dude, you're right. Like I watch Harris hit balls, and I'm like, so how, how do you oh, not so you're really good. You're one of those guys. Like, how do you – what's bad? 68? I mean, it looks – he chips it good. He putts it good. He does everything good. He just looks like one of those dudes that was born with a golf club in his hand. It doesn't look like there's any technical thoughts going on in there. Um, and he's bounced back nicely from pissing off the entire push cart mm-hmm. world, uh, by the way. All he said was like, can't get over these push carts at NCAAs. And people were like, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. I have a bad back. Twitter. I have a bad. It was like college kids he was talking about. Yeah. Anyway, that really blew up. By the way, like 
for him to piss people off on Twitter just shows anyone can piss people off on Twitter. He's about as nice as they come. He is literally as nice as they come. He yeah. is fantastic. Also got to do one thing I know we're very jealous of. The college game oh. day guest picker. My God, that had to be so cool. Having the Ryder Cup up there with Corso and Herb Street, Desmond Howard, and who's the host? I remember watching him. Um, Fowler host it? Yeah. No. Is Fowler the host? I don't know. I don't know. Sure. It doesn't matter. I just, like, I just want to tune there. in to see what helmet of Corso, what yeah. hat Corso puts on and listen to Herbie. He did a good job. I remember watching him do it, and he had the perfect like deal. Some dudes get on and want to talk like X's and show like how much they know about football. Harris clearly a huge football fan, but like didn't try to do that. Don't try to out football the football guys. You know what I mean? But um that's like as cool an honor as there is. Mm-hmm. I mean that's for me, that would be up there high. Like I gotta be a celebrity picker on game day. That's it. Boom. You gotta Man. be a celebrity. Ryder first. Cup's cool. Picker better. Well Yeah, I got I'll knock that out soon. I'll make I'll release a sex tape and that'll be taken care of. <laughs> Okay, perfect. That's the plan. All right. That's how you do it. That's the blueprint. Well, it was a lot of fun with Harris. Hard not to root for that guy. He's an absolute stud. But it's now time to step up to the tee and take a swing at betting the PGA Tour on FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet the tour with a no-sweat first bet. If you don't win, you'll get up to $1,000 back in free bets. You can bet matchups, tournament finishes, whatever you want. No big deal. Use that no-sweat bet and try to get some money. Get amongst it. There's great promotions every day. Safe and scared. Best part is, Lee's when you win... Quick pay. That's right. Quick friends. We're all about quickness over here at Golf Subpar. Uh, we do everything fast. You with me? So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. So these are favorite bets of the week. I believe we're both still in the positive for the year, but they did not go as planned. Your guy, Siwoo Kim, cool. shaking that ass. He shook that ass. Shook that ass right, <laughs> right onto his plane and out of the fucking tournament. <laughs> yeah, withdrew. My guy, I had JT Post into top 20. and Oh, that was a toughie. I was on the plane coming home from Gazer. He's T-19. So I'm like, okay, we're, we're okay. We're sitting fine. I land, and I'm like, oh, boy. He went to 20th, which still pays. The 20th is good as 10th in this bet. Doesn't really matter. And our guy, the barn rat, the beautiful barn rat in the final group, mm. makes a birdie. He was struggling all day. Birdie's 18, which is a very hard hole, to move up to 13th and knock my guy, JT Poston, to tied for 21st. Absolutely fucked me. But, Kiradek, you're so beautiful. But I'll forgive it's you. It's Kiradek. If you're going to take a... You're gonna take a blasting. He might as well be blasted by the rat. You know, anybody mm. else would be pissed off, but the rat showing. Up. By the way, good to just see the rat on the on the screen, getting a little getting a little PT. You know what I mean? I need more vape. Way more vape. Anyways, he hadn't lost a beat. He hadn't lost a step. The rat. All right. So check back in good. later this week for our favorite bets of the week. But now it's time to give you some outright winners with our guys over at Fanduel. We're on to the playoffs. FedEx St. Jude Memphis is gonna be a hot one. Great golf course though. TPC Southwind. Ball striking golf course. My favorite. Hit it straight. Okay, well, he's number one player in the world. Do I need to say anything else? No. But he's not the betting favorite. He's going off at 16 to 1. I've been hearing from a little birdie. Uh, he played three rounds last week, shot under 64 in all the rounds. One round, I believe he shot 61 with three bogeys. No big deal. I'm right. going Scotty Scheffler, Gotta your points leader, to win the FedEx St. Jude Classic. 16 to 1. Not a terrible bet anytime you're going with world number one. I'm going to go with the guy that's um, having a big year himself. It's the first time major champion. His name is Matt Fitzpatrick. He's going off at 22 to one. Hasn't played since the open championship. Don't blame him. You got to go around. You got to drink out of the jug, have a good time, get that all out of the system, recoup, get back to uh, doing what you do. I mean, he's a, he's an incredible wedge player, fantastic putter. Just got to hit it straight. Like years ago, we would have said, this is like the perfect place for Matt Fitzpatrick before he gained all the distance. Now he can pretty much do it anywhere, did but I'm going to go with Matt Fitzpatrick. Did you say recoup? Chicken coop? <laughs> you with me? He's probably yeah. playing a little bird shit bingo. Do you know what I mean? Chicken shit bingo. Chicken shit bingo. 
can't get interchangeable. Bird. Fly, it's flying around. No, you can get birds. Penguins don't fly. We'll put we'll put the you seagull penguin in there. We'll put the seagull Hoffman. Everybody would there. win if <laughs> Hoffman got in there. All right, one through sixty-four, you all win. It's just an enormous pile. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, my dark horse. <laughs> 55 to 1 just seems like some crazy odds. Like I said, TPC Southwind, I think you got to be a great ball striker to win around this place. This is just disrespectful to him. Max Homa, 55 to 1. Love love those odds. Yeah, I mean, Max, you're going to make a move trying to get to East Lake. 55 to 1 seems too high for, for a guy like that. His swing, I don't know if you noticed, though. It's a little it's a little off right no, now. No, it's pure. It's, he's a quarter, inch, talk about quarter inch laid off. He's perfect. You're going to have to get that fixed if he ever wants to play good golf. His golf swing's disgusting. But 55 to 1, I agree with you. That seems a little... A little high for Max. I'm going to go with the guy I think is a tailor-made for a place like this. He's going at 42-1. to 1. Billy Horschel. Okay, he's just coming off a 27th at the Wyndham. Wasn't great there. But love him on Bermuda Gray. He's used to this type of stuff. He puts it. I mean, just kind of plods along. Not going to overpower anywhere, but iron play is great. Just solid. At 42-1, to 1, I think that's a, a great play with Billy Horschel. All right. I'm going to give you. Also trying to get to East Lake. I'm going to give you a, a sneaky, dark, dark horse. Super just dark. to watch out for Midnight. just maybe sprinkle a little something maybe a top 20 a top 10 bet which could be coming from me later in the week but 80 to 1 guy who's played pretty well around here keegan bradley keegs mm-hmm. 80 just to keep, 1 just is that a little teaser in the for back of the, the week? i have no idea i just saw it and i liked it i gotta find a guy that's gonna play four rounds <laughs> that helps that's i've been I, my uh my research we could probably me. get a miscut bet we should all of our best bets going forward maybe should be just to miss, and we'll just piss off every single player out there all right, well, down, I got Wyndham. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code SUBPAR to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. FanDuel Sportsbook, official op- betting operator of the PGA Tour. Make sure you use promo code SUBPAR and must be 21 years and older and present in Arizona, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, or Wyoming. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets. Expire 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Iowa, New Jersey, or Illinois. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777, or visit chat in Connecticut, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369 in New York, or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Don't call any of them. Dig your way out. That's what I'm going to do. Just win. Just win, Dig baby. Take out. our picks. Win you some cash. Another great episode coming your way next week. We got one of the best to ever do it. Hall of Fame college basketball coach Tom Izzo joining us on Golf Subpar. Y'all have a great week.